Hey everyone, it's another episode, a very, very long overdue episode of the World's Okayest Mountain Bike Podcast, and uh, we I feel like we have a lot of work to do to get back to okay, because we have dropped the ball basically all winter long. I don't even remember the last time we recorded a podcast, but uh, this podcast is going to be hosted by Kyle, because he's got the ideas... He's the one that was made sure we got it done today. And so I'm turning it over to Kyle Krangle. <laughs> Hello, all. So uh, just for the record, Clint, it has been since November 3rd since we have put oh, a wow. podcast up. So oh, what does that make us? The world's laziest mountain bike podcast? Yeah, That's the, the most non-existent mountain bike podcast. Yeah. yeah. Name checks out. But she goes to another school, okay? so tonight so i want to pod for a couple of reasons because there has been a lot going on uh in my riding world that's changed and i want to talk a little bit about that um i have three topics we're going to make it nice and easy uh and two of them are very broad and then one of them's a little bit more specific but it's a topic i'm interested in so let's start at the top um, so first thing, so what is new for each of us in 2023? Uh, we'll go Clinton, Ryan, Kyle. So for 2023, what is new for you in 2023 with your riding, your gear, your bikes? All Clint. right. Okay. And Ryan, we can hear you buzzing again. I don't know what happened to your headphones. Uh, anyway. Here. So for Clint, man, this will be the first year in a while. Um, I have no plans to get a new bike or change a bike. I'll be on my Enduro and my YT Izzo uh, for the year. I'm planning on trying to do more cross-country races. And uh, if the Zombie Wood Enduro that is supposed to be happening, today's March 2nd, supposed to be happening this weekend, if it, does, if it gets postponed because of rain, I might make the entire Missouri Enduro series. I think would be a good goal. Um, don't know if I'll be able to get them all in, but I want to race more enduro, and I really want to do the big mountain enduro down in Arkansas. Um, kind of just a matter of, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of using right now. I'm on a, a vacation. I'm skiing in Colorado. Brian, your your trucks. You're getting louder and louder. Can you just hit? Uh, you're not talking. Yep. Out of, so Clint, you're you're kind of mowing my lawn a little bit on topic number two. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad. So what's so new? what's new for you for bikes riding for 2023? Talk about your kids too. I want what's new with your well, your kids my on kids, riding. I've got one. They're about to turn four. Little girls can go and pedal by herself. Little boy, no. he'll be doing it by the by the end of the month. Um, he could right now if he really wanted to, but he just doesn't care that much. But Man, other than that, dude, I'm this 2023 is not there's just not nearly as much going on, you know. We got some some people I'm not down at Shepherd nearly as much for good reasons, it's because I don't have to be. There's several people have moved down there and uh Sydney running the wheelhouse is doing a great job and you know, I'm still volunteer. I still get down there when I can and work on stuff and ride. I mean, I'm sure I'll ride there more than anywhere else as usual, but 
Not really a whole lot new for old Clint in 2023, other than more cross-country racing. Possibly a new team. Oh, well, I didn't know if I was supposed to talk about that. I figured you were going to. Yeah, we probably shouldn't go into too much detail about that yet. So we're we're in the works for a new team. There, uh, there's no jerseys. There's nothing official yet, but we are in the works for a new team for most all of us, actually. Which will probably mean, uh, now that you bring that up, it'll probably mean you'll see Clint in the St. Louis area more doing like group rides and things like that, or um, asking for volunteer help and things like that. Because part of being on this new team, uh, it actually comes with some some requirements that are go beyond by the Jersey. So yeah, I don't know when we can get into all that. Probably not today. Yeah. When it's all official and ass, we'll tell everybody, tell everybody what it is. Um, but it, it'll be, it, it, it's cool. I, I think they're doing the right thing. I think the team expectations of a small team with big, big benefits and, and community support. I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you're up 2023. What's new for you? Bikes, gear, riding habits. Uh, no new bikes. So just going to stick with the Epic Evo. Um, I maybe some new riding habits. I uh, spent quite a bit of time this winter on the trainer on Zwift. Um, and, yeah, I'm probably going to get some shade from some people on it. But uh, I got to say... How many miles do you have on Zwift for the for the for the year so far, or for the season? I guess you can call it a winter season, but for the year, how many miles do you have? You think? Um, I could look it up if I wasn't driving. I'm I'm probably in the 500s, I think, which isn't isn't awesome. actually a ton. February was kind of tough. I I got really sick uh, a week before I had to leave town for a work trip. So I think I rode on like Monday, and then like Monday night I got pretty sick and. Then had to leave for a work trip for a week. And, uh, yeah, so that put me almost, it was almost like two full weeks by the time it was all said and done. So that, that, that sucks. But this back, this week I got back on the horn and, uh, got some more miles in. Um, Do you have a a picture of me just taped on your wall? Like, (laughs) you know, can't let, you cannot let it happen again. Uh, yeah 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 it's kind of like uh you know like we we've said you know you're like you're like rocky out there in the elements you know out the snow just shepherd mountain just dragging trees up by a chain behind your your iso you know and and here i'm on like this high-end equipment you know in my basement you know just grinding away i got doctors by my side just monitoring every heartbeat you know (laughs) <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, if uh, if the work if the work that goes in in the winter is is the thing that's going to separate us in October, and there's nothing I, like no amount can make up for that, then you're going to kill me because I had a horrible winter. I was sick for most of it. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, like twenty total miles of riding since probably December first. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't really enjoy the trainer too much, but I enjoy the results I'm getting from it. Um, I bet you are. And I've heard people say it, but uh, I'll uh, I'll buy into it. In fact, you know, I, I was off for almost two weeks because of that, like I just said. And uh, I thought I'd really struggle when I got back on the bike. And, man, I hit some PRs because I think it actually gave myself a chance to rest, too. Like, I was going really hard at it. Uh, and pushing myself, and my schedule? muscles were getting sore. So, what's your schedule? Um, How often are you trainer? Are you three days a week or five? 
Uh, some weeks are three and some weeks are four. It just depends on the, I'm in a, like a training power builder training program. So some weeks are three and some are four. Brian, that's awesome. You have more miles logged on your trainer in just this winter than I rode in its entirety of 2022. And all <laughs> outdoor, indoor, everything. I don't think I did 500 miles of pedaling in all of 2022. And, and, and I mean, 500, let's be honest, guys, like 500 miles really isn't that much. Like we know plenty no. of people who do, they do a 500 or a thousand a month. Right. You know, right. And yeah. we're two months into the, the year already and I've got maybe 500. So um, I have been playing some basketball. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. yeah basketball with my, my niece and nephews trying to help them get better. <laughs> um, the other new thing, uh, last weekend I had uh, a weekend alone with my little man. Uh, he's four, 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 and not quite four and a half, I guess. And uh, we had Kyle and Connor out at uh, Kinetic Park, the pump track, uh, skate park, and all. And he's always done his strider out there, his push bike. And uh, uh, we got him on the pedal bike. He's been riding the pedal bike around the neighborhood for a year or so, at least. But we got him out to the pump track, and Kyle will attest to this. I mean, the kid was giggling and laughing and smiling outside his helmet he was smiling so big he had so much fun <laughs> um and Old and as flying a, out there too man. yeah he's he's ripping it up like uh and as a dad like kyle can attest to this and clint you're not too far behind like probably one of my most proud moments like i just i'm not gonna lie i was teary-eyed saturday night after i put him to bed just thinking like how much fun I had. And I always dreamed of a day like that with my, my kid. Like it was just, it's my passion. And he enjoyed my passion probably more than, than I ever imagined he would. So it was awesome. It was, it was really fun. So, and he's already begging to go back this weekend. So, uh, for me, like that's the new thing. And, you know, I'm going to focus on, on myself and my XC race in this year, but really a, my bigger focus is going to be on him and just helping him enjoy riding and, develop his skills a little bit make sure he's learning some of the right things and doesn't end up crashing his brains out like his dad all the time so <laughs> no doubt about that good night well, <laughs> That'd be a night. You, you, you keep him in gear too full face helmet and stuff like that but man like it, you know i've been around tuck since tuck was born so like to see him like really come out of like his writing shell per se and like have fun with it and then take a big dinger and get and like get back out there. I thought for sure you guys were going to go home. So when I, when I texted you and you said you guys did another two hours after we left, which was crazy. I, was, I thought that was absolutely awesome. That's I was super proud to talk to. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, you saw them. He took a digger, him and a kid got together and you know, they just weren't paying attention to where they're going. It happens. And he went down and it more scared him. Of course, uh, you know, he cried for a minute or so. And then we went and sat at the picnic table and I, I thought for sure he was going to be like, I'm ready to go. And, all of a sudden he's putting his helmet back on. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like we stayed another couple hours after you left. So we were there three hours and, uh, kids never slept so good in his life that, as he did that night. <laughs> so it was cool. Yeah, it was, awesome. so. yeah. Yeah. That's all I got as far as what's new. Um, my bit, my, my older kids, my step kids, uh, they're, they've been kicking in their sports, just kicking butt. And, uh, so yeah, I've been busy with that too. Awesome. What's new with Kyle? Yeah, I know what's new. We, 
So I guess I'll start with gear first. So I think since the last time I did this podcast, I've gotten two new bikes. <laughs> and that's, uh, wow, that's in, that's just awful, really. But um, so but since the last podcast, uh, where I pretty much got bullied into committing to the BT Epic this year. Yeah, you did. Um, I did. And that's the way I've described this to everybody is that I got bullied into doing the BT epic, which is exactly what happened. Thanks it's friends. Coming. You bet. I hope you've been, I mean, look, Kyle, it's been like four months since the last one, since the epic. I, what have you done? You had a year, but now you don't have a year. You have like eight months now. No, I know. I know. I know. So I, uh, the first thing I did was decide that I couldn't do, I shouldn't, I shouldn't try to do the BT epic at the pace you guys go at it with a 34 pound enduro bike. So I had a, a really neat opportunity to pull the trigger one last trigger, uh, and got myself a new bike. So I got myself a 2023 Trek top fuel, essentially 9.9. Um, and it's 25 pounds with bottle cage and pedals. So it's, it's, a uh, I've got 700 gram tires on it and 1300 gram wheels on it. And it's a, it's a good solid little, you know, uh, elite level build. And I hate how good it is pedaling. Uh, I wish that it wasn't as good as it was. So I do notice that obviously a big enduro bike does descend better, uh, more confidently anyways, but man, I wish little lightweight whippet bikes didn't pedal as good as they do because it does, it would, I would lead, I would be so much less frustrated with having, with riding the big bike. But man, uh, the way Clint cut describing it was like, just the bike likes pedaling. He's like, you'll be fine. Your bike likes pedaling. And so then I, I went out and took it out to my local trail and set PRs on every climb I've ever ridden for the past 10 years. Uh, and had my fastest laps I've ever had in my life uh, on that bike. And I, I ran it hard, but I was, I was averaging 10 and a half miles an hour for, uh, 800 foot of 800 foot of climbing and, uh, and 10 and a half miles of riding. And I felt really good. So that was the thing. First thing that was new, uh, first bike that was new. And then the next new bike I got was just, uh, my, my typical little bike in my bike color shuffle that I do every year. Um, I got a gig at a new shop. Um, so I'm working for Granada cyclery in St. Peter's, um, which is awesome. Uh, Brad and Brian have been fantastic. Brad was super gracious and kind of let me come on and do my thing. And, um, I'm excited to be working with those guys there. There's, uh, they do a lot over there that I really like, and I like the way that they do it. And there's a, there's a few things too, that I hope I can kind of help them grow and grow their program and grow their, grow their shop and commit and, you know, commit some value to them. So if anybody's listening is looking for a new bike, uh, shoot me a message. I work by appointment over there. So if you guys are interested, I'd love to help you get set up with something, um, shameless plug. Uh, and then, so the new bike I got after got picked up at Granada is a new 2023 specialized stump jumper Evo pro, uh, which is literally the exact same bike I rode last year, except for this one is white, which was the most important thing. Cause I was, I'm just tired of having black bikes. Um, other than that, same thing, black, same, pretty much exact same spec as the last one was a new one is a mullet. I do like that. Um, it, it is good. It's faster than I thought it was going to be. It is not as fast as a 29er, which is okay. Um, and then new for me, uh, I got to take the big kid. So my six and a half year old Connor, uh, is finally old enough to start doing big kid trips. So I took him on a trip to raise mountain bike park. Uh, the absolute wonderland that that place is, uh, 10 out of 10, absolutely recommend it. Um, I'm going to have to do a little YouTube video cause I, I didn't let him look up any videos or pictures or tell him the name of the place that we were going to. So that when we, when he walked in for the first time and saw the inside of Ray's mountain bike park, it was the first time he ever saw it. 
And I videotaped his reaction as we walked in and walked over to the ramps and started looking at him. And it was really good. So hopefully I'll put, I'll have time to put together a little video to show that. Cause it was really genuine and great. But, uh, yeah, he did 10 hours of car ride up 10 hours of car ride back with, with four adults in the car. And he did, he did really pretty, pretty good. Actually, you know, never played on a phone, never really played on a tablet. I let him watch a, uh, a mountain bike video on a laptop for about a half hour before he fell asleep, but it was a great trip. Um, Kyle, Kyle, real yeah. quick before, before you move on. Um, I just saw a confirmation that the Enduro this weekend is happening the Castlewood slash Buffview Zombie Wood Enduro or whatever. You racing? So we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> hanger. Have a plan. Got a cliffhanger. Got a cliffhanger. Have a plan. So the biggest thing that's new for me, besides my normal annual bike shuffle that I do, because that's not new, is the fact that I am committing myself to the heaviest race schedule I've ever raced in my life. So I, I, it's no secret. I don't love racing. I've never been great at it. Um, I race BMX every year, but that doesn't really count because it's the exact same track year after year. Um, and then I haven't really raced with any regularity since college. And even then I only did a few college races before the end of the season, um, which is when I got into riding. Um, so this year, um, in my head, I'm committing myself to three mountain bike enduro races, four moto moto hair scrambles, and four or five XC races, culminating with the BT Epic in October. That's a that's a powerful schedule, Kyle. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, even if you did half, that's a lot of racing. You know, real. It is, and I've never done that before. So, like, um, <laughs> so like I, I don't feel weird about you know racing amateur class, and like I don't really have that high expectations. And I, because I, I'm old enough now where I know there's a lot of people that are faster than me. And I don't have any expectations of trying to win anything, which I think is going to be good. Um, so to answer Clint's question, and then to kind of move into my next topic, which is what are your 2023 goals? Um, so. Is just as me racing, and I'll, we'll come back to it. I'll talk a little bit more about it when we, you know, when we go around the horn. But yeah, so I, so Clinton, to ask your question, I am, I am, I am signed up and pre-road today uh, for the Zombie Wood Enduro. So I am, I'm on board. I'm registered. I'm, I'm racing the amateur 30 to 39 class, and I spent the day pre-riding today. I cannot believe Boom. I'm on for this. Kyle's return to Enduro, and I'm not even there. Not even return. Is that Sunday? The only, the only enduro race I've ever done in my life was a half weekend enduro down in Arkansas. And I couldn't race the second day because I had to get Ryan home. <laughs> no, you raced uh, at Springfield at Two Rivers with me. Oh, that's right. I did do that race. That? I do. Yeah, with the great, wonderful fresh, picture. Fuel EX. Yeah. The old red. Fuel yeah, no, you're right. right so, that's, that's it. so I've. So I've raced, I've raced two Enduros <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, right, a, I, I'm very so sad I'm going to be missing what's, that. What's your, what's your goals for 2023? Beat Ryan again at the Epic. Does anything <laughs> else even matter, really? I mean. Is that it? That's your focus. That's your 100% goal day after day focus is to beat Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I Love think that's it. a good goal. 
that'll keep me fit. That'll that'll help me do better for with literally everything. You know, I'll be honest, well, guys. I after I beat him last year, my motivation just kind of disappeared. It's like, well, what else is there now? I mean, yeah, what else is there? The you're, you're at the top of the mountain. Six hours and eighteen minutes, baby. You know, actually, I did set a goal the other day. Is I'm, I want to? I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's really possible for me, but I I have a goal for a Berryman, like a single Berryman lap that I'm going to work toward. Which I think if I if I do this, you know, I'm going to be forced to lose weight and get in shape and all that. I would like to be able to ride one lap at Berryman in, well, I wanted to say two and a half, but is that not realistic for me? I don't know. I feel like I did it in three hours, just barely over three hours a few years ago uh, at a race. So two and a half is possible, right? Maybe not. Two and a half would be fast. Two and a half would be real fast. fast. Maybe two, let's say two, two forty. Two two and a half would put you at a five hour BT finish, or less. Yeah, but it's half the distance. I don't think it's impossible for me if I dedicate myself to it. Let's start Nothing's with two forty. If we can get there, if we can get to two forty. <laughs> that'll probably be pretty good. Oh, I got a little boy coming to tell me good night. Ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> Brian, what about you, man? 2023, which, what's on your calendar? What's your goals? Uh, riding, racing, family riding. Well, since Clinton just big mouth, uh, uh, my goal, number one goal is to not let Clinton beat me. Uh, it was pretty freaking <laughs> embarrassing last year. I mean, I can't believe that guy beat me. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have happen. to be that embarrassing. I'm not that bad on a bike. Yeah, I got a <laughs> got a belly on me but other if i didn't have the belly it wouldn't be embarrassing it's not like i haven't been riding racing bikes uh, in years. no all, all in good fun but yeah uh clinton's not beating me next year or this year uh, uh my goal my, my bt goal uh is a sub 530 uh 618 last year so i gotta carve out 50 minutes and uh it's a big goal but it's kind of why i just i started in December getting after it. I, I really didn't ever let off after BT. I mean, I think I stopped riding a little bit less, but, uh, you know, kind of just stayed after it, tried to maintain that fitness still that I had had for BT. And then, uh, yeah, going to just keep building some work. The other goal I have with, with my racing is, uh, um, to do some local like UFD stuff. Um, and I want to get a Cat 2 win. Uh, back when I was doing a lot of the XC five, six years ago. Uh, shoot, it's longer than that, I guess, now that I think of it. Um, uh, I almost had a couple Cat 2 wins. And uh, I just, I'd, I'd like to get one. I think that'd be cool. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna do, unfortunately, I can't do Lost Valley. And that would probably be the one where if I was going to get one, I could probably get it. Because I, I, I just ride good there because I run it all the time. But uh, my daughter has gymnastics meet that day, so I'm not going to be able to be at Lost Valley. Um, but uh, I'm going to do, yeah, yeah, the Lua. I know that's not a UFD, but uh, it's local, so same format, all that stuff. Yeah. But 
I'm going to race Greensfelder, and I'm going to do, obviously, ICC, uh, and uh, I'll do lead belt, um, and, and maybe find another one or two in there. So I'm just going to focus when I have the opportunity to hit some XC local stuff. Try and get a Cat 2 win. That'd be cool as well. So that's my goals. Other than that, it's like I said before with my, my little guy, spend more time with him on the bike and help him get just keep getting better. I'd, I'd ultimately, by the end of the year, like to get him around the BMX track, like him able to make his way around the BMX track at St. Peter's BMX with no assistance from me. Just like gate drop, go, pedal all the way around. So I think that'd be a cool goal as well. So. Yeah. No, it's perfect, man. He's got that. I mean, I think I think that's a very good goal for him because I think he'll absolutely be able to get there. Yeah, yeah. I just got to get him to you know push uh, when he gets to the hills. He actually stops pedaling. Like, all right, keep pedaling. You know, you'll make it up. It's uh, we'll get him there. Um, yeah, that's just it's gonna be a fun year. Uh, a lot of good family stuff planned and, and ride bikes with friends. So. Awesome. Well, so kind of like what we talked about earlier. So my, my goals for this year are to actually race my bike. And I have avoided racing for so long because I, I was disappointed in the, my results. Um, I've avoided racing because I didn't have a good head for it. Um, and I frequently race faster than I practice, no matter what. And, and I very rarely have time to actually do pre-rides. Um, it's hard for me. You know, I, I got a family, got a busy job. And so it's hard for me to make time for pre-rides. So um, this year... My goal is to race a lot, a whole lot more. I'd like to be good at racing, like not just fast, but good at racing. And there is a little bit of a difference. Um, and so that's my goal. So we have, you know, I have a pr- pretty busy race schedule that I'm softly committed to with the ultimate culmination at BT Epic. And I think I have to have that busy race schedule all year in order to get me on pace to that. Like, what do you guys think? I mean, r- racing and mileage is m- racing and mileage, right? Oh yeah. I mean, the good thing about racing is getting it's you're basically getting in a training day at much higher intensity than you normally get on training day. But um Kyle, I'm interested in what's your time goal for the epic? The one so, last year, like six eighteen and something last year. So where do you so want to be? Honest, man, like I like having never done any endurance race in my life or done a race that I've really taken very seriously in any way, shape or form, AKA actually tried to race fast. Um, I, I'm still saying sub seven. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be happy with a finish with no mechanicals and no bodily injuries. Like I'm good with that. But like my, probably the goal for me would probably be sub seven. Clint, Clint what did you, what did you run on your big bike when you did it? Oh, that was terrible. Uh, I did eight hours and I probably was at Berryman for 20 minutes. And then I probably, I lost so much time because my knee, I was in so much pain. So I think I could have done seven hours that, that year. um, If everything had fit right. Sorry, little boys chiming in here. I didn't let him push the unmute button like I was supposed to, but I think I could have gotten a seven hour time that year. If, if, my bike if i had realized how to fit my bike correctly so i think you could get seven hours i really i don't if you just keep chugging and don't take too long of a break at berryman and stuff and you and you don't get dehydrated and you have enough food and you just keep keep the legs spinning even if it's really slow i think you can get seven hours yeah Yeah, that's kind of 
I agree. Uh, like some of the people that I know that are around seven hours, they're, you know, they're, they're not super hard trainers, uh, but they, they ride a couple of times a week and then try and sneak in a, you know, once a month longer, whether they go down and ride Berryman or something like that. And, uh, so I, I would say, you know, I think that's, if you were being an honest goal for yourself now, like, I think that's certainly capable, you know, you got the bike now, so, Right. No. And that's the thing too. So, you know, like I, I've never tried, I've never really ridden hard. You know what I mean? I've never, like when I go ride laps, I don't ride hard when it's just me or me and my buddies. You know what I mean? Like even Clinton knows how I ride. We've ridden a lot together, Ryan. We've ridden a little bit together on mountain bike trails, but like I ride the fast stuff as fast as I think is fun. And then I ride the slow stuff as slow as I can to not feel pain. And so the whole idea of like pushing through pain and riding into the pain territory is totally new to me. Um, and so I've done it a couple of times now and it went better than I thought. So I was probably at my peak fitness at the end of, uh, at the end of the fall, middle of the fall last year because of my half dome trip that I did. So like that was the peak fitness I've been at in probably a decade if I'm honest. And so I went out with that fitness and just gave it hell. And I was able to do a Lost Valley lap top to bottom and average 10 and a half miles an hour for, a, it's like, I don't know, 10.2 miles a single track, which isn't a long ride, but it's the, one of the very first rides where I thought to myself, just push through the pain, let's run at the limit and see what we can do. Um, and I've never done that before. So, and Kyle, um, if, I can, if I can comment on somebody that's done a lot of those laps at Lost Valley, that's not a bad pace. Now, now you just need to build on, if you can maintain that pace for another hour another lap and then you know eventually get to where you do three um you'll be fine you know it's going to be hard to simulate 52 or 54 miles whatever bt is and go do a ride that long but if you can get your body used to doing maybe 30 miles at that pace then yeah naturally you're going to slow off because it's not 30 miles it's 50 miles and it's more climbing but you should be around seven hours not a problem that's what I'm thinking. So, and that's, and that's going to be pretty much my, my, my training schedule is that it's, it, it's, it's hard for me to make time to get on the bike. I mean, with the family, you know, I got a, like I said, I got a wife that stays home all day with the kiddos. Um, and I got two young kids. I mean, you guys know what that's like. And then, you know, it's, it's to be a supportive husband to your wife, you, you, you got to be there and support her and give her time to get, get free. And you can't be too selfish with your time. Um, and, so that's going to be the hardest thing for me is trying to draw that balance and make sure, you know, that my my wife isn't feeling overwhelmed with her duties at home and then still making time for myself to ride. And I, I hate to say it, that may end up being 5 a.m. rides for me. Uh, and I, I'm not going to want to do that. And I've never been in a morning person for anything. But if I start getting into April, you know, end of March, April, June, and I'm not getting the mileage that I need, I mean, I am, I'm going to have to start setting the alarm and just go crank out a 20 mile ride every, every, you know, every other day or whatever, you know, out at Lost Valley. So that'll be my goal is just trying to start doing, you know, two to three, two to three, you know, rides a week, and then eventually move those to two to three 20 mile rides a week. And then just kind of stock, stack the miles on. Um, so that's, yep. that's, and that's, I'll be there with you at 5 a.m. Kyle. So <laughs> I God, man. Uh, to, Kyle, to you change better so learn how to ride with leg cramps, bro. I'll tell you that right now. You better well, learn how to pedal with what you need to do when the cramps are coming and you're only 25, 30 miles in, you got another 20 something to go. Man. Better so that's the thing is I'm, I'm interested to see that. that. <laughs> 
it's interesting. I'm interested to see how that goes for me. So I, I'm not a cramper. I'm not a cramper. I, I really am not. I can't even tell you off the top of my head the last time I had. You don't know that yet. You don't know you that. On your dirt bike. I wasn't either. But until you go about 30 miles, you might you might find out you are. You just don't know yet. <laughs> right, right. No, that, that's, fair. that's fair. Didn't you cramp on your dirt bike? Uh, no, I crashed the dirt bike. That does happen frequently. Oh, I know that. Yes, it does. Hey, yeah, one no, thing, I'm, any, I'm, any, I'm, any and all, any, any and all trouble I have on the dirt bike is impact related for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing, I'm not like not a goal, but something I'm kind of after I had such a good time at VTF, even though I lost to Clint, um, still can't believe that. Oh my gosh, um, I, I feel like this conviction to get more people to do it. Like it was just such a great time. Um, even the, the good, fun family atmosphere with friends and stuff was just is phenomenal. So, uh, you know, I got a couple people that I think, uh, I think are in on doing it and it's just like, I feel convicted. Like it's this big, awesome mountain bike race and a beautiful trail system. Like let's get more people there, you know? So, uh, yeah, hopefully I can try a couple of out and get it their first time and just build some more history for that race. And yeah, uh, I know the Leadville hey. series like scheduled a race. <laughs> you know, we, we gave like, you I, I know you're on Leadville to do it and embarrassing us, Ryan. Huh? Go get some good old boy that's just up for punishing himself, but it's not gonna go smoke us like your friend Carl did. Well, no. The, the sad part is, is my dad's in. My dad's committed, and uh, oh, the boy. old boy just retired. And uh, he might just like and crush us at 65 years old. So. Yeah, I'm not ready to get beat by a 65-year-old man who does not ride mountain bikes. Well, you're going to be sorely disappointed. He rides mountain bikes. <laughs> does he, he rides mountain bikes? Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well. He's a decent mountain bike rider, for sure. And and he's, he's for 65, he's probably one of the most 60, fit 65-year-olds you'll ever see. <laughs> so he's going to, if he's, if he's really just... Yeah, if he decides he's committing to this, uh, we might all be in trouble. Because <laughs> he's got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to send my kid over to his house. Be like, Dad, you need to babysit every day. <laughs> he babysat my kid the other day. Huh. All right. Yeah, he, he commented. He commented how tough Cam is, too. <laughs> He's like, dude, that little boy's tough. I guess he he gave him a good bounce on the trampoline, and Cam, like, toughed it out, no problem. <laughs> He's a, Tam is, Cam is a tough little creature, that is for sure. Feral, uh, but tough. Cam has to so, be tough with his brother in the house, I mean. Yeah, and we... We're we're not like I don't, some days I wonder how we're doing as parents. You like don't I guess you know it's natural to wonder if we're royally messing our kids up every day of their life. Um, but we we practice what we call free range parenting, and we kind of spectate things from afar and then let them make their assessment before we even step in to make an assessment. And we did it with Connor and Cam, and they're both pretty tough little kids, man. Like. I've watched Cam run his head into coffee tables and stuff, and then just shrug it off and then run down the hall. Yeah. 
So, all right. So goals for me. So back to it. So for me is racing a lot, getting good at racing, getting good at controlling my emotions, uh, while racing and controlling my decision-making while racing. And so we're, we're going to see, I mean, today I did the best I could this week to try to get pre-ride miles in and take a look at all stuff. And I'm really glad that I did, man, because there are some stages out there that I hit blind today. Uh, and I'm glad I hit them because in during race day, it was probably looking at different conditions. I, there's might be, I might end up popping for some B lines. I had all the A lines today, just blindly hit all the A lines. I've read them all clean. Uh, there's a couple spots, man, where the A line is way faster. I mean, like hundred, like a hundred yards difference in trail between dropping off the A line or going a hundred around hundred yards around the other way. Like it's, it's a lot. There's two or three sections like that where like, if you have any chance at all of being anywhere near successful, and so I just got to balance that. I got to balance the want to succeed and want to, you know, uh, you know, win with the, the want to go to work Monday safely. <laughs> so, um, I'm really hoping I can keep that clean. I'm going to, that'll be my focus for this race is just finish ride race, how I've practiced, uh, and then, and then, you know, keep the dirt off my shoulders for the day. Um, and then other than that, as my, as far as family riding goes, um, we'd, we'd like to do it. Me and my, we're trying to do a family bike trip to Bentonville again. And then I'm really close to getting cam cam pedaling. So I, I, I got his little BMX bike set up on my trainer right now and it doesn't spin the wheel. It just free wheels in space because he's got the balance and he, he knows he, he can even ride his current bike, but he doesn't know that he can power it. So He'll ride down the driveway with feet on the pedals and then even like roll until it starts slowing down to a stop. And then he'll like lean into it and dip into like a corner to keep the momentum going. It's actually kind of cool how he does it, but he has no idea that if he just turns his feet in a circle, it'll go forever. Um, and so that's the only thing keeping him from riding a pedal bike. And so I've got it set up on the trainer and I have for like a week now and he runs down there and spins that thing as fast as he can. And so I haven't tried him yet. I'm going to give him another week or two down there, but I think after that, he'll be, he'll be ready to start pedaling a bike. And, and be a bike guy. And then I just got to teach them how to use the brakes and we'll be in set. We'll be set. So last topic, because we're running here pretty close on time. Uh, so I want to talk about pre-race prep. So Clinton, I want you to talk about what your steps, procedures, eating habits, bike checks, gear checks. It is for an enduro race. And then Ryan on the other side, I want you to talk when he's done about cross-country race prep what do you eat what's your timeline how do you do nutrient nutrition on the ride stuff like that and then and then at the end we'll talk about how those are different and so to get an idea of what it takes to prep for an enduro race like you know three days before the race you know what what, what do you go through what do you bring to the race and then how that differs between a cross-country race and a uh, enduro and then what do you bring on a bike so clinton enduro race prep you're three days out what starts now three days out from race day okay <clears throat> Three days out, uh, depending on if I need to or not, I might replace a tire or two if they're pretty worn out. And um, being that I ride my enduro bike places like Shepard a lot, a lot of times a tire will look good because the center tread is still there and it's still tall and it looks nice, but it's the side knobs that start to get, if they get too much of that undercutting on the inside edge where they don't, they just fold over. Um, that's when I, you know, with Enduro, I'm usually changing tires mainly because of the side knobs, not because of the top. 
Um, so I'll just check. If my tires are pretty decent, I'm just going to leave them. That's a big change. I should have mentioned this before. Guys, I'm just not as tire-obsessed as I used to be. Um, I think there's just they're all pretty good that it kind of doesn't matter that much. Um, <laughs> and I'm tired. I don't want to buy. I don't want to spend any more extra money on tires if I've got tires that work. Uh, so... There's a big change. It's March 3rd. What is it? March 2nd. And it's 7.55 p.m. Central Time. Clinton officially declares does not care about tires anymore. Now, listen, if I, you know, our our listenership is pretty mostly Missouri, St. Louis area people. But if anybody knows someone in the tire industry that works with a brand and they want to sponsor me, I will flip that switch 100. I mean, we'll go 108 degrees back right where I was a few years ago and I will become the old me again. But right now I'm just like, whatever, I just run it. Um, anyway, but if a race is coming, I do want, I want to make sure if I lean that bike over to corner that it's going to hold or if it doesn't hold, it's just because the traction wasn't there, not because the tire. Um, and, and that is a real thing. I mean, I learned that back when I I had a Maxxis Dissector downhill tire on the back of my bike. Started to get worn pretty fast. And man, like, I'd go into berms. Nice berms. Dirt berms, not gravel. With, that should have been. And that back end would break loose. I'm not even on the brakes. And I'm not I'm not trying to, to burp it or anything. It just it scared me to death. So I do check that. Um... Make sure there's sealant in the tires if it's been a long time since they've been mounted, if I'm not mounting new ones. Um, you know, at that point, your suspension settings and stuff should be pretty pretty dialed. I don't really change anything. Uh, it's more so like the night before uh, or the day before I might change what I eat. I mean, I should always eat better, but... Um, the night before, I usually try to eat extra clean, but like lean. Like my wife makes like a chicken and rice soup thing, so it's like chicken, rice, some veggies in there. Uh, eat something like that that I know is gonna digest easy, but give me some energy. Race day morning, I try to eat. Um, I I really like Kodiak cake protein waffles. But if I'm going to have something that has any sort of significant amount of protein in it, I try to eat that the morning of at least three hours before I'm going to be on the bike. Uh, and then after that, getting close to the race, something like granola. I really like, uh, there's a brand called Junkless. They make cinnamon granola. And then during the race, I might have a granola bar with me, but it's mostly like uh, chews or gels. You know, it's pure sugar. Um, that's what I'm, I'm consuming during the race. Uh, uh, you know, pretty much up every transition, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, hydration wise, I make sure that I've got, um, if the race is somewhere where I can get back to my truck, I try to carry, I try to carry as little as possible. If I know I'm going to make it back to my truck, I'll just take one bottle or whatever, and, you know, you just kind of have to know where you're going. Um, I try to keep an emergency pickle juice or two around just in case I think cramps are going to come on. 
enduro it's usually not a problem um but yeah during the race i mean the other thing is look at weather uh i'd rather be a little too warm if it's going to be rainy or nasty i wear waterproof pants i'll take my jacket i'd rather be a little too warm in transition and, and being a little sweaty than get cold because i've learned about me like cold muscles cramped like i i'm just someone that you know if if, if the the weather's not going to be nice i plan to try to be as dry and warm as i can be um and i think that's something that might be coming up for some people here this coming weekend so i'm gonna try to get this published tonight um and then uh yeah man I, i'll say this when you're training uh especially enduro you've got a pre-ride day Personally, I think it's a really big deal uh, to after pre-ride, as soon as you're done, try to get in like uh, a muscle milk or some high protein, not too much fat, like low fat, high protein drink or meal. Um, because getting that in quickly in a form that is easily digestible for your body can really affect how you feel the next day. Um so that'd be the other kind of tip I have. You know, if you're racing enduro, you go pre-ride. As soon as that pre-ride's over, man, start start eating. Uh, at that point in time, you don't want much fat. I've learned, you know, fat when you're training and during weeks, fine. But just protein and, and carbs and vitamins uh, and rehydration is kind of the main thing. So I am not a healthy, I'm not, I mean, I could be worse, but. I'm not a super healthy, clean eater. I really need to get on top of that because it's really the main thing that I think holds me back is just I'm packing around a 20 pounds I shouldn't be packing around, basically. Um, Man, if it's if it's one thing I've noticed in my own habits in, of fitness throughout you know 20 years of 30 years of being an athlete, I guess, is you cannot, you really can't over outwork a bad diet. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, not even close. Like it's, it's not. Yeah. You can't. It truly you would have to be someone who, who trains as like a professional athlete a professional endurance athlete to to accomplish it uh but we don't have the time you know we don't i can't go ride my bike for five hours a day four days a week or three days a week and even if i could i could still i could do that and not lose a pound so yeah exactly. that's that's the biggest thing All right. So I've got some of that in check. Ryan, talk to me through, you've spent a lot of your riding career doing uh, cross-country racing, endurance racing, and then just, you know, here in the past year or two, kind of getting back to it. What does three days out up until race day look like for you for cross-country race prep? Um, what's well, interesting, Clint, actually, I wasn't even thinking about uh, sounds like Ryan cut out there. We might really have to important have to me because, like, hey Ryan, Ryan, oh, stop, hang stop. on, start that over because I think you might have lost service for a second there. Yeah, I did. Sorry, guys, I went right down a hill. Hopefully, I don't lose again. Um, uh, Clinton actually led off with uh, you know, bike prep, and I wasn't even thinking about that when you asked the question, Kyle. But um, it's it's absolutely something that's like number one priority to me because. Um, the last thing you want to do is you wake up at the race is Saturday morning, you wake up Saturday morning 
and uh, we have an issue. And I actually had that scare at BT Epic. And it was weird because I actually prepped my bike three days before. And then I went and pre-rode and the bike was great. And then for some reason, when I woke up in the morning, I don't know if it's because the metals got cold or what, but I had actually replaced uh, replaced a chain uh, or replaced a cassette, but not a chain because the cassette that was on it wasn't that old. It was only a couple hundred miles. But uh, that morning, I don't know if the metals like were cold, so they, they shrunk or whatever. And I was having major issues. And luckily, there was a tent there, and they happened to have a chain, and they put a new chain on, and things great. But that panic, like, that was not good. Um, and I don't ever like to have that. So I always try and prep my bike, like, three days before. So lesson learned there, don't make a big change to your drivetrain like that um, without doing everything complete. And I knew that. I've, I've mechanicked enough bikes to know I shouldn't have done that. But um, So I like to prep my bike about three days ahead. That way, if I see anything wrong, uh, I can get time to get to a shop, get parts I might need or anything like that. But it's just more of an inspection, making sure all the bolts are tight, make sure my pressures are set where I need them in my fork and shock, um, you know, make sure tire pressure's got sealant, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like Clint mentioned, I think it's just important and it gives you more peace of mind. Like that's one thing I don't have to worry about is the bike. Um, so I like to do that three days in advance, uh, maybe earlier if, if, if it plays out. But I do, I am a like prep uh as far as riding like you know there's some people for a big race like that they rest for a whole week prior like i probably need to ride up until like three days prior and then rest um i think it's just better for me um so then i prep the bike and then i just really i double down on water um to be honest with you like that's probably my biggest thing i'm i'm like, like all of us like i'm not the greatest eater i don't eat terrible but um you know, I, I, I definitely need to eat better, but I start doubling down on water. I probably consume at least a gallon and a half to two gallons a day the week before a race. Um, I mean, I, my, the only thing it does, it, it kind of sucks because I don't actually sleep because I kind of get a quick pee so much. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, but it does help. I, I cramp terribly, so it's just like any hydration is good for me. Um but uh, as far as eating, like, I just really go to pastas and chicken, like, uh, better things to, you know, to fuel me. Um, I'm not a sugar guy. Maybe I need to try it more. I've actually talked to, like, like my buddy Carl. You know, we need some more sugars. I need some more carbohydrates in my, in my uh, not necessarily my diet before the race, but during the race. Um, so. Um, that's all. I mean, right. That's, that's all your body can really process at that effort level yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah and when you're so, training it's not as big of a deal because you're trying to lean out or whatever but yeah race day i'm i have a question about your water consumption and your cramps so when you're drinking all that water is it just water like just drinking water it's not an electrolyte no. mix no no i do add my tailwinds to okay it. Yeah. never mind then everything That's i was gonna not- say is- not uh no i know i know where you're going with that and that that, you know that might be something to bring up for people that like they're actually flushing your system too much of the electrolytes right if they're just drinking straight water um i do probably about half half of it you know i just do 12 ounce bottles and i just start chugging them all day and about every other one i do just plain water so um you know uh, i don't not everyone is tailwinds uh with electrolytes in it and stuff like that but um uh definitely try and kind of make that uh 
make that transition and get the body extra hydrated before uh, I consume a lot of rice and noodles and uh, chicken and, and you know stuff like that. I'm not eating red meats, heavy red meats, or you know anything like that. Um, just kind of try to keep it pretty plain. Race morning, um, I like to do you know like waffles or oatmeal or something like that. Just something a lot of carbs, but yeah, several hours before I usually like BT Epic. I was up at five five thirty, I think, started eating right away. Just getting at it. Um, yeah, that's kind of kind of my plan on my prep. Um, I'm going to focus on a little bit healthier eating just throughout the year this year. Me and my wife have been doing a good job. She's a, she's a great cook and just doing that stuff and focusing on eating a little healthier for us. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see how it all, you know, works out. You know, come PT Epic and hopefully we hit our goals and we know, like, oh, that stuff works. All the, all the, all the work, whether it's the trainer or the diet or you know hydration and things you learn and you improve upon so. yeah all right so here's a question for you too then so bottles on the bike um cross country versus enduro clint do you run super sauce in your enduro bottle and then and then conversely ryan and clint do you guys each run super sauce in your cross country bottle or do you stick with water for both and is there a difference no i run an electrolyte mix no matter what it's the same right. stuff it's just and is it just no, electrolytes? I'm going to do more like, of it during cross country. Is it electrolytes no. or like yes. carbo rocket or something? Uh, yeah. So, so Kyle, interestingly, like uh, uh, last year, I switched and started using Element LMNT. It's called because uh, it's really high in electrolytes, but it has no carbohydrates. It's really salty, but I do think that probably helped me a little bit. But where I suffered is, I think. I didn't consume during the race, consume enough carbohydrates. Um, I was doing sugars. Okay. Like I was doing the chews and the, and the gels, but I wasn't getting the carbohydrates like I need to because both bottles were element. Um, so, and I, I was eating those, uh, the uncrustables, peanut butter and jellies, but that's really not much. Um, so this year, my plan you know, and talking with Carl, I just, I like getting advice from him. He's such a good endurance athlete. Um, and, uh, you know, like I'm going to run one bottle element and then one bottle, uh, carbo rocket with, with like, you know, 90 grams of carbs. And my goal is to consume that every hour, you know, get 90 grams of carbohydrates every hour. So, um, you well, know, that I was, I even add, I'll add this, Ryan. I don't know what you'll have to ask Carl about it. Um, I even make sure some of my stuff is, has like a, BCAA amino acid um, mix in there as well for the really big days. Uh, Cause I think it does help with muscle fatigue a little bit, but Kyle, we'll, we'll have as, to ask him. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest guys. Like it's not as hard as it used to be uh, more com- like the fitness thing is such a big industry now that uh even gatorade has come out with some new stuff uh they have a new electrolyte thing that's like i'll probably just start running that because it's easy for me to get i don't live by a bike shop i don't live by a fitness shop or whatever and it's it's legit like it's legit amounts of electrolytes it's just a little bit of sugar no artificial sweeteners i can't remember the name of it they've come out with a new line of products that's like I was yeah, looking at the ingredients, like, well, that gum, like, this is straight up what you need. Yeah. 
with nothing. You know, Clinton, one day, jumping. one day I was, I was traveling for work and I had my bike with me and I actually stopped to do a ride and I, I forgot my bag of nutrition that I always usually throw in the truck when I go ride. And I'm like, all right, crap. Well, I gotta have something. So, um, I just stopped at a gas station and they actually had it. And I'm like, huh, what's this stuff? And I look, I'm like, Oh wow, that's actually got a good amount of electrolytes, you know, sodium and potassium and all this stuff you need. Um, and yeah, a little, little bit of sugar. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So. so you guys, so when you're building your, your nutrition bottles for enduro and cross country, they really don't differ much at all. You, you just pretty much run the same, same for both races. I run the same. It's the same stuff, but for endurance, I just, I make sure I have more of it ready and, uh, I'm going to add in, I, I used two little bottles of pickle juice at the Epic last year. I'm probably going to plan on using four next year. Cause I do think they helped give me some Just short term. Do, yeah. do one after, after every hour. One at Bearman campground and then another one somewhere after whiskey Ridge. And then another one, when I get back to, uh, Oh, Bass Campground, and then probably one at the beginning, like right before the race. Something like that. Nice. So, yeah, so here's kind of my prep. So here's what I'm planning for the race on Sunday. Um, so I'm three days out. I did my pre-ride today. I hit car. I hit protein a little bit today. I, I probably – I didn't even think about it, but I, I'm, I, I haven't been – I haven't been doing protein at all because I haven't been working out hard enough to justify it. So I, I should you'll have never probably... eat. You'll never eat too much of it. All right. Well, I've, I probably should have had a drink today. Um, I hit a heavy protein bar, like a heavy, like it was a protein bar. And so it's, you know, it's a very condensed protein. It probably won't dissolve or absorb as easily as like a drink does. But I did that today. Um, ate decent. You know what I mean? I had, you know, vegetables and potatoes and, you know, and meat and stuff. And it was, you know, a fairly lean meal. Um, not bad. So tomorrow, I guess my plan is going to hit water heavy, probably drink a full gallon of water tomorrow, um, eat fairly normal. I eat fairly clean. Um, I don't, I, we don't do a ton of fast food. I don't know. I, I, eat, I eat as clean as like your average semi-fit American, I guess, um, but not endurance athlete. So, and then um, probably switch to, probably switch to like an electrolyte mix on Saturday and then just do another gallon of water with electrolyte mix in it, just pure electrolytes. Um, oh, here's a question uh do you guys race day bike is clean or bike is in whatever condition it makes it to race day in do you wash the bike is that part of the process my bike's yeah. always clean yes yeah okay even my bike's clean on race day i mean even the drivetrain's been freshly cleaned and lubed and it starts clean uh <laughs> at least that was my debate. That was my debate is whether or not, cause I, I'm my, my bikes are always perfect. Like very rarely does any, I, cause I have to store them in my basement. So and I, I have to roll them through a carpeted basement and like get them in the house. So very rarely does any bike ever end up in my basement, not nearly perfectly detailed. Um, and so, but like right now my bike is living in my truck, like in the, in the forerunner, um, while I'm riding this week, because I guess I actually made some time for myself to have a couple days to ride. And so I was like, man, but do I just leave it in there and pull it out of there on race day? Or do I need to get up in the house and clean it up and do a full check? And so I think after talking to you guys, I think I will. I'll probably clean it, get it in. I'll probably do a bolt check since the bike's brand new. I've, I've only got 20 miles on it now, um, which is about the time loose bolts from the factory would start to loosen up. 
So I'll probably do a bolt check on it, run through it with a torque wrench, make sure everything's good. Um, tires are new. Bike feels great. So I moved to an axis drivetrain and I wanted to hate it. And I thought I was going to hate it. And I thought no matter how much I liked it, I would still hate it. But I kind of like it. And it's kind of awesome. And I wish it wasn't that way. Um, yeah, ah, they're awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I love hearing that. So I, I love that. And I was like, the biggest thing for me is that because I do the bike shuffle every year, I didn't want to have to explain to somebody a year from now why I am selling a pro level bike without an axis drivetrain that came with an axis drivetrain. Because literally, I was going to sell it and just buy an X01 mechanical group, um, but I didn't. I stuck with it. I said, well, I need to get one ride. I can still trade it out if I want to, but it is. It's good. I'm going to keep it. And I, therefore, there's a chance I might end up having to end up putting it on my top fuel as well. We'll see how the year goes. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to get it in. I'll do that. I'll probably swap batteries in it just to make sure. Um, and then I guess my morning plans are, so my typical race day breakfast, this is going to sound so funny, is peanut butter crackers, like homemade, just Ritz crackers with slab, slabs and peanut butter on it. Make yourself a sandwich, like a dozen of those and a banana and like 30 to 40 ounces of water like that's but anytime i'm doing anything where i, I got to be ready for that because i did race a moto last year and even car racing and stuff like that like that's it i know my body handles all of that well um and i'll probably throw a red bull in there just because i'm a uh i, I wish i wasn't but i drink caffeine every day now and i never used to i was 35 or 34 but before i started drinking caffeine regularly and so now I drink caffeine every day. And so I have to have something in the morning. Otherwise I get a headache. So I'll probably throw a Red Bull in there. I'll probably avoid coffee because I don't want to poop on the stage. So I'll probably do a Red Bull, a banana, and a bunch of peanut butter crackers. Um, and then just kind of manage, you know, I'll probably try to hit, I'll, I probably will end up doing super sauce in the bottle. I forget what I've got. I think I've got Carbo Rocket or something or Element or something like that. I don't know what it is. But I'll probably do super sauce in the bottle. And then... Um, I think I can get a whole, I think I can get the first three stages done on one bottle for sure. And then just refill it with the car. Cause I'll have to, we, we get to drive to the next set of stages and then I'll probably grab a new bottle then. And I guess I'll just stick with the carbo rocket and both of them and, and all the bottles and then hit the hit, hit a hit water, water while I'm driving to the next stage. Um, and then I, I don't know if I'm going to try to eat much in between stages. I don't know if I'm going to try to pack no, a sandwich. Should. Not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. But like, you need to like, eat something. Yeah, even if it's, like, even if it's cold chews cold. or like a granola bar, you need to trust me. If you start feeling hungry, you're going to, you're going to be miserable. No. Yeah, I'll be fine. And so if I hit breakfast good and I get a bunch of water in me, I, I won't really be hungry. Like I, I usually can drink. It sounds terrible. I can drink away hunger pretty well with water. Um, and I, re I regularly do, but I think what I'll probably plan for is a cliff bar, and then goose, not goose, uh, like gel, like uh, goose shot, shot blocks. So I'll, I'll do those on, I'll do those in between the stages. I'll probably do two shot blocks, blocks per climb. Um, and that will get me through a full pack for the day, uh, or, or two full packs for the day, which will be good. Um, and then I don't know, maybe candy. <laughs> peanut, yeah, peanut that's, no, that's fine because once you're, once you're about an hour of decent effort into the day, the, the glycogen that's readily available in your muscles is going to be gone. And at that point, especially in the stages and, uh, and to be quite honest with you, even the transitions for, for you and even, and for me, especially at the beginning of a year, the transitions, just getting up the hill can be a hard effort 
even if you're not trying to make it a hard effort. And Plan, when I was running 180, I was running 180 plus heart rate on some yeah. of these climbs, and I wasn't even riding the bike. Just pushing a 35 pound bike up these hills for some of these stages, it was exhausting. I, I'd get to the top of these climbs, and of course, I was riding with Devin Jarrett today, riding an e-bike, which is Devin's as fit as can be and incredibly fast. And he was on an e-bike, so I, Devin literally <laughs> he rode. So I pre-rode. I accidentally caught him, and we ended up doing six of the seven stages together today. He, he, he literally rode two laps for every one he would ride up and down and he catch me while I was still climbing the first time. And then I would follow him down his second, his second run. <laughs> well, the point being here, here's my point is when you're at those effort levels and you're out of glycogen in your muscles, your body is not going to be pulling energy from fat or protein at that point. It's just carbohydrates and the simpler that's what that's what a sugar is it's a simple it's a carbohydrate but it's in its simplest form you know monosaccharide or whatever it is uh not saccharide mono yeah no that's right all right sure sure yeah po- monosaccharides polysaccharides mono being what we would call a simple sugar that's why that's why blocks and goos are are what they are is because it's basically fuel in and that's the most readily available thing that can go to your muscles. And it, when you're at that high effort level, your body and your brain, your brain's got to have it too. I still, to this day, think that's why Ryan crashed at uh, the first Enduro he and I went to together. Cause he refused. I tried to give him some candy or something. He wouldn't eat it uh, anyway, <laughs> but that's what your brain and body. That's all they can use. They can't use body fat. It can't use protein really. It's, and so once you run out the stored up stuff that's literally it's in your muscles, you run that out in about an hour. And that's why if you haven't been fueling, even if you're like, I'm not hungry yet, you've got to start pre, you're pre-filling the tank for when the glycogen runs out that there's easily accessible energy for your body to keep using. Um, and that's why it's, that's why it's so important even in enduro to have have that stuff with you right so that's got to some be something and then i think I, I i i ran track forever and so i and played soccer i was always brought up with a carb heavy meal before race day or game day um and so i i guess i'm gonna hit just normal spaghetti with it doesn't uh, have to with, be major though i mean like i said no, your muscles it's, crazy, it's but, gonna be but, there but but instead of doing bratwurst on Saturday, I'll probably do spaghetti with meat, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So for me, the biggest thing for me is just going to try to make sure that I don't try to add pace. And that was always my issue, you know, where, where I'd crash out of races is because, you know, no matter how many times I've ridden that trail or if I was able to pre-ride it, I cannot get myself to replicate the effort that I put in during race day. When that gun goes off or the beeper goes off, like, it's what I find an extra pedal crank in between features. I find a place to lay off the brakes a little bit more or try a line. I didn't try and practice because I'm now I'm going faster and mistakes pile up to injuries. And so my goal is to just ride exactly the way that I rode today. Um, don't try anything new. Um, and then really take my time to evaluate the conditions of some of my line choices. So it's, uh, we're, we're going to get a ton of rain tonight and tomorrow and then only one day to dry out. 
And so I'm really hoping that it does dry out. And it's because some of those sections are going to be drastically different than they were today if they're wet. So that's my, that's my hope. Um, and then just kind of stay clean. So I'm going to run full gear. I'm full face and I'll run, I'll run a chest and a back and gloves and knees and, and everything. And hopefully, uh, hopefully I don't need any of it. Yeah. Well, we'll do a follow-up with you. Uh, I'll try to get a hold of you. <clears throat> hopefully Sunday or Monday. I don't know. I'll be, I'll be traveling all Monday. Um, we'll try to do a follow-up with you afterward, but I'll say, even if it's wet, don't, uh, don't lay up too much. You might surprise yourself with how fast you can go. I learned that at the um, the Shepherd Enduro Jam, where you could do you, we were shuttling and you could do runs however you want. And my first run, I did mine shaft, super wet, the muddiest I've ever ridden it, and I didn't feel like I did that great. But I'm at the bottom. I went down at like first or second because you could pick where you wanted to go. You didn't have to do anything in order. And all these teenage boys came down and they were talking to each other about how awesome they did and how fast they were going and, how, and all this. And I'm like, I didn't feel like I was going that fast. Uh, so I went and did it again and went way harder and did like beat my time by like 20 seconds. Right. And keep in mind the first run down, like I was trying to go fast, but just mentally I had to make a, a switch. So You'd be surprised at what these bikes can grip in in the mud. Uh, so don't. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And, and I'll find maybe I'll find later in the season a way to add pace. But tomorrow is about right, or, or not tomorrow, but Sunday rather is going to be about riding, riding the way that I practiced, and having fun during the day. And then we'll we'll see how it shakes out. If it looks like there's a glimmer of competitiveness in my times, maybe throughout the season, I'll try to start putting on some time and uh, and seeing if I can get on the box. Okay. Well, hopefully some of our listeners will be there. I'm sure they will be. Like I said, I'll try to get this published uh, here. Maybe by maybe yeah, by the morning. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully and if you're listening today and you see me on Sunday, hopefully my jersey is still very clean. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do a follow-up. But, boys, it's been well over an hour, so I've got to get, and i got to go to bed soon, man. I've hey, exhausted. I have, I have not been this tired in a long time. Hey, enjoy the slopes tomorrow. Will do. And uh, it was great to do this, guys. Like, we can't let it go this long. Sorry to our listeners. We have, um, I have had multiple listeners unsolicited give me the business about not having episodes uh, so, we kind we kind of deserved it we do Don't and it makes me feel good like, like, to we, know there's we have a care. lot to talk about i knew we had to do this tonight i wanted to talk about pre-race stuff tonight i had to i i was going to call clint and ask him questions anyways regardless if it was recorded <laughs> yeah all right well i'll try to get it published here quick and kyle good luck uh, I hope you do really well. And uh, we say you're amateur 30 to 39. Amateur 30 to 39. That's it. Kyle, you could win. No, I cannot especially win. If especially if it's muddy. No. Yeah, you could. No, you don't, 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 put, don't even put that in my head. What I can do is finish. Clean. There you go. All right, fine. All right. <laughs> All right. You guys are terrible influence on my safety well you know all right boys well that's it everybody thanks for listening and uh 
yeah, feel free to harass us uh, if you see some personal or online. If if we start slacking off, uh, surely we will not go another three months without doing another episode. So that's it. Catch everybody later.